Do you want to live freely and lightly in your purpose and passion? More than ever, we need to learn to live in rhythms that help move us forward. Welcome to the Exhale Podcast. This is Holly Newton, founder of Exhale Women, and I am your host. I have invited three co-hosts, Annalise Lillard, Annette Yanez, and Cassie Cooper to join me here. We need God's rhythms of grace to live in His strength. What He builds, He sustains. We can't do it without Him. We have some incredible guests lined up, and we can't wait to share these conversations with you. Welcome to the Exhale Podcast. Today, we're welcoming Rebecca Dotson-George to the show. Rebecca is the founder and visionary of the Radical Radiance Podcast, a podcast community where listeners are cheered on each week to make God known through their creative mission. She is a speaker, writer, certified career coach, and podcast interview coach whose greatest joy in life is discipling others to pursue their passions in a way that builds the kingdom. And I can testify that she really does that. We have had the pleasure of interviewing Rebecca on IGTV. We, she has been a contributing um, writer to our blog series, and she's just a real joy to know. Let's welcome Rebecca to the show. Rebecca, we are so excited to have you as our guest today. I've been wanting to have you on for a long time, and today is the day. (laughs) Welcome. Thank you so much. It's so fun to get to catch up with you, and I'm so excited to be here. Well, thank you so much. We, um, I remember we had some conversations during um, 2020 when the world was shut down, and I just loved getting to know you and your heart for others and love the work you're doing. So I just want to jump right in today and ask you, you know, why did you start your podcast and maybe a little bit of how? Yeah. Oh, I love that story. So I got married a little over two years ago. I'm a pastor's wife, which I know you've probably already told everybody by now, but I got married and moved about nine hours away from everything I've ever known. I lived in Tennessee. I was a Tennessee girl my whole life and moved to South Mississippi to join my husband in ministry down here. And I had always wanted to have a podcast. I always felt this call towards speaking into the lives of women. I I hoped and I, I prayed that God would open doors for me to write one day. Um, but I, I kind of needed a starting place. So before I started a podcast, I started a blog, which I feel like everybody does, right? And, and so for a long time, I created long form content on a regular basis just to kind of prove to myself that I could. And um, that was my creative outlet until I had the bandwidth and it was the season, right? There's a season for everything until it was the season for me to start a podcast. And after we had been married about six months or so, I found myself with more free time on my hands. I, I live in a small town and there's not a ton going on, you know, outside of everything that we do, you know, for the church and pastor's wife life is, is certainly, certainly kept, kept and is keeping me busy, but I found, you know, some time in my afternoons on my hands and just kind of the capacity that I've never had before to start a podcast. And so late in 2019, I just started asking people I admired and I look up to if they would be willing to have a conversation with me. And I launched my show in early 2020, really with the heart of what has become my first book, which is to really walk alongside women, to encourage them in their calling, to help them see that from a really gospel-centered perspective. And so I'm excited to write a lot more about that. Um, this fall. That's something I know we're going to talk about later, but that was sort of the beginning of my podcast journey. I ran it under one name for about a year and a half until I kind of saw God beginning 
to make a shift in my heart of how I kind of wanted to package that and, and what the overall umbrella of my ministry was going to be moving forward. So I know we're going to get into that. So I don't, I don't want to go there yet, but it has been such a fun journey. I know Holly, you would, you would agree with me. It is just such a gift to be able to have conversations that, you know, women are listening to as they're going on a run or they're folding laundry or, you know, whatever it is that they're doing. It's just such a gift to be able to disciple women in that way. Women that we would never meet otherwise, right? When you look at your stats and you see where people are listening from, you think, man, this is such a cool thing that God is using in our world right now um, to disciple people in a different way. I just love it. It's so fun. Yeah, I love that. And you've covered a lot of ground in a short period of time. <laughs> you really yeah have. what a year right yeah. yes yes well tell us a little bit Rebecca about the recent rebrand yeah yeah I would love to so like I said I ran the podcast under the name do the thing movement for about a year and a half and what I found was women would come to me kind of thinking that I was the girl that like the rah-rah like you can do all the things, girl, which in in some sense, since as I am, scripturally, we see a, a, a big case for self-discipline and um, working hard for the glory of God. Like none of those things are bad. However, there was something more to my ministry that I didn't feel really was said in that name. And so I remember coming to my team of interns late last year, and I remember telling one of them, and she's so wise. She is wise beyond her years. I just said, Emily, I think eventually we're going to change the name. And I don't know what that means. I just know that I, I can't quite see this name carrying us, you know, years, years from now. It's still being the name of the ministry. And she looked at me and she goes, I know. I could sense that too. And so we just started praying and asking God for direction. And as we did that, I kept coming across this, this verse in Psalm 34, 5. It says, those who look to him are radiant and their faces are never covered in shame. And God kept bringing it back to, to memory in my quiet time and conversations that I would have. And kind of simultaneously with that, I'd started reading through scripture chronologically this year. And I just began asking God again, you know, give me direction of, of where you want to take the show. What's kind of the umbrella of my ministry going to look like moving forward as I walk into this writing journey and all the things. And as I kept reading scripture, this idea of radiance, this idea of uh, shining for Christ, those types of, um, that type of verbiage kept coming up in my time with the Lord. And so eventually he kind of led me in that direction of moving the name to what we have now, which is called Radical Radiance. So our sort of tagline is blending what you love with the Jesus who makes you shine. And I, what I love so much about that is pointing us right back to that verse. Those who look to him are radiant and their faces are never covered in shame. That requires us to look to him. It requires us to abide in him. That's actually what makes us radiant. It has nothing to do with the worldly standards of beauty or success or a lot of the things that we could talk about, but it truly is abiding in Christ, reliance on the Holy Spirit. We'll get into a lot more of this here in a minute, but that is the direction and kind of the umbrella that I really felt like God leading me towards as I kind of walk into the future. So I'm just so excited about what he's doing. 
That's incredible, Rebecca. And just even hearing, you know, your heart through the process, I imagine that was a lot of surrender. You know, you started with one thing and, and one dream that you felt like the Lord had put on your heart. And it's, it's almost a little bit, I don't know if humbling is quite the right word, but it's like you've charged full ahead and you've, you've gone forward with this one dream and the Lord's like, actually, yes, but we're going to, we're going to shift it in this direction. And I love the obedience that you had for that. Um, and I would just love to hear, um, I guess, practically, what does that look like in the lives of women? You know, and I think that's such a beautiful message that it's not, you know, it's not, you know, radiance isn't just, oh, I'm, I'm living this life in ministry or I'm impacting people in this way, but it's about, you know, living the life that God has called you to wherever that may be and then fully equipped through Jesus. So practically, what does that look like and, and what scriptures really drove you to that conclusion? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love talking about this. And as again, I was reading through scripture chronologically this year, I've made my way through Exodus. And the first little God wink I had in Exodus was, you know, we see Moses come down off of Mount Sinai after spending 40 days in the presence of God. And scripture tells us that he was glowing with the glory of God. Why was he glowing? Mm-hmm. He was glowing because he had spent 40 days nonstop in the presence of God, right? So then I get to numbers and I'm reading the instruction God gives Moses to care for the tabernacle. And it talks about the lamps inside the tabernacle and how the wicks had to be trimmed and the oil had to be replenished. And and I was just reminded, you know, we read we read passages like that and you can get a little lost, right? Like there's a lot of detail But when we think about the lamps inside the tabernacle, they were the very light source for the presence of God in the Old Testament, right? That is how people would experience the presence of God. And so, those lamps had to be tended to, the wicks had to be trimmed, the oil had to be replenished. Well, when we put that in context of of our own lives now, on the other side of Jesus's life and and death and resurrection and, and putting our faith and hope in Him, now as a Christ follower, the very Holy Spirit is living inside of me, right? So, we used to have to care for the light source of the Holy Spirit in in the presence of God in the tabernacle. And now that very same Spirit that raised Jesus from the grave is living inside of me as my helper, as um, just my constant guide throughout my life. And so, I kept seeing again, these sort of God winks along the way of this idea of radiance, this idea of shining for Christ and kind of what that looks like, back to your question, it looks like a lot of keeping our eyes on Jesus. And this came out in an interview I did a couple of weeks ago because somebody asked me a very similar question and the Holy Spirit really spoke to me in that conversation and just said, listen, radiance isn't I could sit and give you like, read your Bible, walk in community, get involved in a local church. I could tell you all the laundry list of, of things to do to, to be more, become a deeper follower of Christ, to, to become more radiant. But at the end of the day, when we look at kind of the structure of that verse in Psalm 34, we see radiance is the byproduct of those things. Radiance is what happens in us 
as we continue to walk with Christ, as we continue to abide in him, as we meditate on scripture, as we spend time in his word, as we develop a more vibrant prayer life. Sure, there's pieces of that that are important that really matter, but radiance is the thing that happens when those things happen. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And that's incredible. And I think just such a good reminder, you know, for, for everyone that's listening for each of us here that, um, when our focus, when our, when our intent is on just being in the presence of the Lord, it's not on doing all the things or, or even accomplishing the checklist, you know, like, Oh, I sat down and I turned on my worship music and I read my Bible and I journaled one and a half pages. And, you know, it's not even about all of that. It's about just existing in the presence of the Lord and inviting him in and abiding in him. Like you said, those are very, you know, slow paced words. It's a process. And when we're comfortable in the process and we just say, okay, Lord, I'm here, I'm here to meet you. I'm here to listen to you and I'm here to worship you. And then out of that place comes that radiance and it shines through in every piece. If we're a, a student, if we're a stay-at-home mom, if we're working a nine-to-five that's not in ministry, it shines through and becomes an open door for conversation. It becomes an open place to bring His presence into our everyday lives. And I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And back to, I think, Holly, you said this in the beginning, or maybe Cassie, you did, about just the humility of God leading us in different directions and the almost comical thing about about this if if you knew me super well or you were my mom or one of my very close friends that like knows it all right you would know that i am a recovering workaholic i mean to the idea that god would lead me in a direction that would force me to work through what it actually means to be radiant or what it actually means to walk with the lord um it involves those still quiet places. It involves abiding in him and spending time in his word, not for the sake of, you know, preparing to speak on a podcast or to write a book or whatever, but just for the sake of knowing God better. I think so many times we approach scripture or we approach our time with God with this mentality of, God, what what do you want to teach me about me today? God, what do you want to show me about, about me that I need to change or I need to do better or be better or whatever when we totally miss that the overall narrative of scripture is to teach us about who God is. And when we see scripture through that mentality, it teaches us everything we need to know about us, right? Like that, that, it brings humility to a whole nother level the more we learn about who God is. And so that has been super humbling throughout this process of going from a name and and sort of a ministry name that felt very true to my personality, but maybe wasn't what God was leading me to, you know, for the next 10, 20 years, right? The umbrella that he wanted me to fall under. And this feels um a lot more God, a lot more me, but a lot more challenging to talk about. Like the Lord and I have had to wrestle through a lot of this. Like I just rattled it off because I've been having conversations like this, but this has been about a year of kind of trudging through this with the Lord of kind of navigating his direction moving forward. So I'm just so grateful. And, and I think it's a testament, you know, um, just to how he transforms us as we spend time with him and he leads us and guides us and gives us discernment 
and wisdom as James talks about when we, when we ask for it. And so I'm just so grateful. Yeah, Rebecca, you know, I was just thinking as you were talking, um, how, you know, you just began, like you began with what you knew to do. And I think this is a beautiful Mm -hmm. picture of stepping out in obedience when you feel the pull, when you feel the leading to, well, you did the thing, (laughs) (laughs) do the thing movement. Um, but you began and, and there's nothing wrong. And I know you're not saying there is, but for some listener today, you don't have to have it all figured out from the beginning. Um, it's oftentimes, I think, in fact, most of the times in my life, like the Lord has just shown me the next step. And then the rest of it is the unfolding, you know, and we talk a lot about rhythms of grace at exhale and being still with the Lord in the midst of a really noisy world. And, and what you're saying is so true. And I think most of us, especially as women have a harder time letting go of the activity and the work, because that Mm -hmm. makes us feel like we have some barometer of progress rather than, um, taking that time to sit still with the Lord, to know His heart, because that's the only place we're going to really, you know, get to hear from Him in a non-distracted way, if that makes sense, you know. So, I love seeing what He's unfolding in your life and um, what He's doing with your podcast, and it is definitely fruit of your obedience to learn to sit still. So, I applaud you, but um, we're grateful for you and your voice. Well, it's, it's all him. And, you know, you're so right, Holly. It just really is about slowing down. And there's no bone in my body that operates at a pace of slow. I mean, there's just not. And so that is one of my deepest places where God meets me and um, is just helping me slow down long enough to hear him, long enough to be still before him. Um, and, you know, yeah, back to the whole thing about just doing what you know in that next step. I think that's so important. We get so tripped up a lot of times about um, looking to the right or to the left and, and seeing other people walking on a similar path beside us and, and feeling unqualified or a host of other things. But God has given us exactly what we need to take the next step. Now, we're not going to see 20 miles ahead of us. That's just not how God operates. That's just not how um, how this life operates. However, He has given us everything we need. And if we trust in that and we trust Him, He will be faithful with the rest. And, you know, just like, you know, I took the step and, and started the podcast, it's okay that that name wasn't the name forever. Like, that's totally fine. And God does do those redirects in our lives where maybe he sends us down a path and and maybe, you know, there was an audience of women that needed to hear um, the conversations we had to say. And that was absolutely true under that old name, but there's just such a renewal and, and a sort of a renewed excitement around this new name as well. And I'm excited for what God's going to do in that. Do I know what it's going to look like two years from now? No. And at times, does that scare me? Yeah. But it makes me really excited because when I look back, I can see God's faithfulness. I mean, when I think about where we were this time last year versus the conversations that we're having and how God has directed 
that gives me hope that I know he's going to do it again, you know? And I think so many times it helps us to kind of have that rhythm of looking back at his past faithfulness as maybe we're in those transition times or we're looking for direction or we're weary to really look back on his faithfulness to then trust him for the future. Your story has been so great to hear. And I love how you use the word blend in midst of loving the Lord, letting him shine through us, our participation of just abiding in him and taking it slow and to kind of see how in those steps, it almost feels like where the big change has come is that slowing down. And so with that, not only have you rebranded in your podcast, but you have a book coming out and, you know, I'd love to hear what your book is about, but I'm really crossing my fingers. It's about what you've been sharing because there's so many women that could really hear and really be able to take, take it a little bit more. Um, so tell us about your book. Yeah, man, I'm so excited and just so grateful for the opportunity to write. I have been walking down this path for about seven years. So I think that is something that I would I would want to share before I share any of the excitement because it has not been an easy path for me. I don't think, I mean, I know Holly, you have written a book and I know you would agree with me. It's, it is, it is something. And I'm so grateful for how God is working um, and has led in that, but um, it has been a long path. So I'm so grateful. And I'm, and it, that will be a book one day. I actually, it's funny that you say that because I have this file on my computer where I just allow myself to dream when or when I have ideas of books I would love to write one day, I'll put a template of a book proposal and just my ideas that I have for now in there. And that is um, this idea of radiance that is a topic that I would love to tackle when God and I have spent a lot more time than 10 months together in it. <laughs> I do not feel equipped yet to write it, but one day I hope I can. This book is going to be really walking alongside women to help them see their calling from a gospel-centered perspective. Now, that being said, some of the things that we talked about today, that's a piece of it, right? Because all these things matter as we walk forward and as we make those connection points between, okay, God, how have you gifted me? What are my talents? And okay, I want to make you known. I want your glory to to be made manifest through me, through my work, through how I make you known. And so how do I bridge that gap? Maybe when I'm in a job that I don't love, but I have an opportunity to to make God known in that, or I feel called to start a thing or a blog or write a book or whatever, but I don't quite feel like I have what I need. Well, how do I get what I need? Some of those pieces that really hold us back, not only tactically, like we feel like we don't have it, but also in our minds, like what are the things that we have to overcome to be able to do that faithfully? So things like comparison, fear, doubt, and things like that, that we all wrestle with. And we're going to look at what scripture says about those things. And then also kind of the practicality of how do we make steps forward. And so, not only like the theology of calling, but also the practical, okay, 
in 2023 when the book comes out, what does that look like for us? And so I really hope and I pray that it's a great resource for women um, just like us who are producing things, who are starting things, who are passionate followers of Christ that just want a little handholding and how to be faithful with what they've been given, the gifts that they've been given so that they can make God known. That's so exciting, Rebecca. I can't wait already. (laughs) So 2023 will be here before we know it. And especially for you, because it is not for the faint of heart to cross the finish line of that final manuscript. (laughs) Yeah. So we will be cheering you on and praying for you as well. (laughs) That means so much. No, truly. Um, I do want to ask you a question. And I don't think this is catching you off guard. It'll just come right out of you. Um, You know, you inspire, I I feel like, you know, watching you from afar that you inspire a lot of, um, a lot of women, uh, a lot of younger women as well. And I just have to ask you, is there someone that has been a big influence in your life um, before you started doing this thing? Have you watched someone from afar that has encouraged you or maybe it's someone close? Yeah. You know, I have a close friend that she's the first person that popped into my mind. My best friend, Danielle, she sang in our wedding. She's been a part of my life for about 11 years. She's about eight years older than me. We met and we were both serving at a church up in Tennessee before both of our lives have drastically changed since. And there have been countries separating our friendship before, but she's been one of my most faithful friends throughout the last decade plus of my life, but I've seen God have some different seasons for her. I've seen her, I've seen him call her in and out of different assignments. I've seen her be a faithful pastor's wife. I've seen her be a faithful worship leader, faithful in her local church. I've watched her open an online boutique and serve people in a creative way that she was passionate about for a season. And I saw God call her out of that. And She has been so faithful, not only in our friendship, but just in her walk with the Lord. And she models some of the very things we talked about today so beautifully because she, like me, has a tendency to just run on all cylinders all the time. And God has done a big work in her heart to slow her down and help her establish those rhythms like we talked about Uh, to almost not force that in her life, but sometimes we have to put some guardrails up, right? To, to keep our hearts in check and to really spend time, quality time with the Lord. And, and she models that so beautifully for me. She's just older enough than me to like, I, I feel like I'm the blessed one in the friendship because she just has so much wisdom and we are similar in personality. And so she often is the person that comes to mind when I think of, not only my most faithful friend, but like you're saying, somebody that's impacted my life just so, so deeply. She has just been so faithful and such a faithful prayer partner. She has walked with me through the beginnings of being a pastor's wife, getting married, moving far away, um, different creative endeavors that God has led me into and out of and, and her as well. So she I could give you a laundry list, but because she was the first one that came to mind, I'll I'll say Danielle. I love that. Thank you for sharing. I just, you know, I think it's really important that we have friends like that. And sometimes it just starts with being that friend. So thank you for sharing. So Rebecca, what is the best way for our listeners to keep in touch with you and to know what's happening? 
Absolutely. So couple, <laughs> what? because we want to be able to follow, you know, when the book comes out and as you talk about that. Absolutely. Oh, thank you so much. That's so kind of you. A couple ways. So I hang out on Instagram the most. My handle is Rebecca George Author. If you want to check out the website for Radical Radiance, it's radicalradiance.live. And we've built a really fun resource for people to go really dig into scripture um, deeper. If you want to learn more about what it looks like to radiate the heart of Jesus and all that you do. We have a journal for you that you can download on our website. It's called the Shine Bright Journal, and it kind of unpacks this journey that God and I have been on with the idea of radiance over the last year or so. So I'd love for you to check that out. And then the podcast, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can check it out at Radical Radiance. Wonderful. Well, Rebecca, thank you so much for being on with us today. And we look forward to keeping up with all the fun things ahead. Thank you. I'm so grateful for you girls. Thanks so much for listening to the show. We are here for you. You can find me super easy at Holly A. Newton on Instagram and Holly Newton Official on Facebook. I'd love to connect with you and hear how the show is encouraging you. And let's help others find the show so that they can also be encouraged in their purpose and passions. There's a couple of ways you can do that. One by subscribing and another is by rating and reviewing the show wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. And two, you can even screenshot, share in your stories, text it to your friends and family. And be sure to tag me at Holly A. Newton on on the socials so we can connect.